There's a way in which Trump is being debated that keeps repeating itself. So Leslie and I will show you. All right, Leslie, you're, I'm the pro-Trump person. All right, so. Trump's words are incendiary and divisive. He's just speaking the truth. Like us, he's also tired of being politically correct. Trump's words are racist. He's just securing our borders. America can't pay for everyone. Plus, to some people, it's always about race. Sad. No, Trump's words embolden the El Paso shooter and is inciting violence. You'd blame him for anything. The shooter's obviously mentally unstable. Anything could have sent him over the edge. This is Gritty Girls, a place where you can come to process the issues and topics your girlfriends, family, or coworkers may or may not be discussing. However, you're thinking about these issues, so let's dive into them together. Hi, everyone. I'm Christina Lee. And I'm Leslie Campbell, and we are the Gritty Girls. So... This is the kind of thing, right? Yes. I mean, I keep seeing this pattern over and over again. You know, you and I both have friends who are conservative conservative and liberal and, and everywhere in between. Because mm-hmm. I think we're actually in the middle, even though some of our yeah. more conservative friends would disagree. I actually feel like I would say a lot of my friends are, I would say, more moderate, even if they may have leanings towards one way or the other. But... Um, the conversations that we just kind of played out there is those are real life things that we are reading and seeing on our own social media pages. Right. On our own threads. Yeah. You know, I'll post something and then it, it draws um, this conversation. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like that. Uh, I, I, I like that because I feel like it's good for people to engage, but I'm not sure that it's actually helping. So yeah. what is happening here? You know, why are we seeing this kind of dynamic? The feeling that I get is that there are two different Americas, right? And we have been talking about this. This isn't new. We have two different Americas living side by side, neighbor to neighbor, sister to sister, mother to child. That's our reality. The problem I'm seeing is that it's not getting better. It's becoming like denser, harder, more concrete, more entrenched. Yeah. That gap is solidifying. So I think there are two factors that are driving us further apart and and making us go further into our corners. The first is a lack of facts. You know, I mean, whether I you, I think that with is it lack Trump of facts tweeting, or is there too many facts? I think and it's, it's a lack to of sift facts through what is true. I think mostly it is jumping on whatever is being put uh, out there before yeah. it's been vetted. So the, yes. the president will put out something. He tweets something before it's completely vetted, right? Mm-hmm. He'll say that someone said something when they didn't. Or he'll loosely throw out numbers that are a few hundred thousand off. Uh, and then Fox News will jump on it. And so when those kinds of things are happening, and I can't say that I watch, I do see the president's tweets because I am on Twitter, but I don't watch Fox News. I don't watch CNN. But I do, you know, from a search of articles, do see that there are things. And and also from news outlets that are not verifying facts and they're continuing to put out misinformation. So when you have people believing in misinformation before checking it out themselves, it is fanning their the flames of their emotions. So the right. second thing, besides the the lack of people verifying, right. right, the things that they hear, which has been an issue for the past two years uh, since the election and uh, with Cambridge Analytica and Facebook, the lies, right, mm-hmm. the, uh, the false advertising on Facebook. Um, the second is fear. Yeah. Emotion, high emotion, right, strong emotions and fear. Those two things combined, of course, are going to drive us further apart. Right. Right? Uh, How can they not? Right. And I I think another issue, too, which I I think fear and the misinformation kind of come into that is cognitive dissonance. So I'll just read the definition for that um, in case there's some people that, that really don't know what that is. It's basically, it's a mental discomfort that you feel when... You have a belief or an idea that is being 
confronted by a fact or a situation that contradicts that belief Mm -hmm. or idea. So it causes you to feel a lot of discomfort because you believe one thing, but there's something in front of you that's saying something else. And um, now you feel uncomfortable about it. And so you, your brain, in order to resolve the discomfort, has to find a way to, to resolve that contradiction. And so oftentimes what it looks like is making an excuse for something. You know, you're, you're trying to find a reason for things. We all look for reason and meaning behind anything and everything. It's just part of being human. Um, and so I think that that's also what's at play here. Yeah, people. So when, you know, we we wanted to do a show because, you know, since I, I went back and looked at my Facebook posts to see when did I get kind of caught up in in um, feeling, uh, you know, just kind of feeling bad about everything that's been happening. <laughs> and it really is just a course of uh, like three weeks yeah. starting like mid-July. Mid-July was when Trump um, uh told the four freshman congresswomen to go back and yes. right to uh, fix uh, the problems in the hellhole that they came from right. uh, of their origin. And so that really triggered me emotionally. Yeah. Um, and I try not to be emotional on Facebook. I, I, you know, I really try not to do that, to be emotional and really think about, well, this isn't new. This really isn't new, um, the fact that uh, you have a leader, the president, even the president. And, you know, I know there are past presidents that have been racist, so yeah. this isn't new. No, um, unfortunately, it's not a new problem. It's a very old problem. Yes, it's an old <laughs> problem. So that happened. Then we had a number of things happen after that, you know, up to now the El Paso shooting. It just yes. didn't feel and like it ever shooting. ended. And they all connect back to to the right. president. So we're here to look at, do words matter? Mm-hmm. Do words matter? And I think we also need to look at number two. So one, let's take a look at what he is saying. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and yeah, let's look at what he's saying. Things that have come out of his mouth yeah. um, to see if we are being too harsh with him, right? I, uh, I, as I people who defend him want to say. And then the second thing that I think is really important to look at is, is this about Trump? Or is Trump a reflection? Is Trump a reflection of, the, of, of who we are? Is what he is saying stirring up our unconsciousness, our unconscious, uh, the shadow in our unconscious, the dark part that's in all of us, Mm -hmm. all of us, every one of us, conservative, liberal, and he's bringing that out into broad daylight. I almost argue it's got to be a little bit of both. I mean, a lot of times... Um, the truth is kind of right there in the middle, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It's it's very rarely one or the other. Um, I'd like to start with the go back comment yeah. um, because that's kind of what started it for me this summer. I mean, me too. trust me, there's been other things these past few years. Um, but this is what's standing out in my mind. So the first thing I hear from his supporters is they said, no, 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 no. He's not racist. He didn't mean go back to their countries. He meant to go back to the areas of this country that they're represented, that they're re- that they are representatives of. But the thing is, is that typically, now, first of all, he did not actually say go back to your country or go back to your district. He did not clarify in that tweet. So, it, I mean, that's very convenient, right? Don't uh, you think? Yes. Yes. Very convenient because it's like, oh, well, no, I didn't mean that. But typically the go back comment, that's nothing new. That's something that most people, um, a lot of people of color or of other races have experienced. Have you ever experienced that yourself? Oh, my gosh, Leslie. That's why I was so triggered. Yeah. It triggered a lot of people. That was when people who had been supporting him uh, really began to question. Mm-hmm. And that's when a lot of people called him out on yeah. it. So for many people, that was, you know, in terms, for many people, I think it made them really think. It made them really think about, did he cross the line? Unfortunately, I don't think enough people question that. Not enough, but at least some people who were so. supportive of him. <laughs> and of course, you know, this sounds like I'm not supportive of him. Um and the expectation is that I would not be supportive of him, right? Right. Actually, I, I would, want to go down the that same, road. The same would be said of me. Yeah. And 
here's what I would argue against that. No matter who is president, I want whoever is in that office to succeed because that is to the benefit and the betterment of the people in my country, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the natural reaction. And and the thing is, is I feel like we're at a place now where you are not allowed to criticize anything that he says or do with uh, without being labeled a, a hater and just harsh kind of backlash coming out of that. And what kind of country do we live in where we can't question our leaders? That scares me. But, you know, that's so interesting. So if you are not a Trump supporter, then you're a hater. Yes. Like, where did that come up? I I don't see that. Whereas I see, where did that come from? So if you are a liberal, uh, if you're a liberal, then you're a hater. Well, and some is are. That, I, I have some friends that identify as liberals, and they will say, I hate Trump. So Okay, but a hater in general? No, not in general. Not, oh, a, okay, not a hateful okay. person. Yeah, but that's what I've but been they, hearing. But they hate the president. Okay, so... Which, so here's, let's look at the record here. I, I'm just going to be honest. I mean, I can see why. Oh, definitely. I mean, <laughs> you know, I think that I we'll try to that stay cat away. out of the bag. Here's... I try to stay away from labeling him a racist, a hater, all of those things. I don't because like his or motives, misogynist. Yeah. Well, his motives are very murky to me. What they his are. Mo- They're I don't know if he arguable. actually, I don't know if he believes any of those things that he says. Uh, to me, he will further his agenda. He will do anything to further his agenda. He will say anything to further his agenda. So I really don't know if he is a racist. I know that he employs racist words. Uh, I don't know if he's really a misogynist. I just know that he says, uh, you know, defamatory things about women. (laughs) Right? So, oops. Yeah. So, (laughs) sorry. You know, so that's why I hesitate to call him any of those things, because I don't know that he is those things. I just know that he is irresponsible. I think he's irresponsible right. with his words. So so at what point do we judge someone by their words? Like When you... they're the president of the United States? <laughs> well, yeah, but th- see, this is where things get so weird for me. People say, oh, he's just not be, you know, he just doesn't want to be PC. And it's like, okay, but... If anyone else spoke like that, you would probably write that person off as an asshole and you probably wouldn't want to be their friend. Right. Yeah. No. So why are we and, – and the thing is, is, I mean, there's plenty of people that would still want to be their friend. But I'm talking specifically about people that I know that are conser- – not only are they conservative, a lot of them are religious. So mm-hmm. they have certain standards that they claim to live up to. Um so if you've got these standards that you claim to live up to and you expect your your family to live up to those standards, then why do you put up with that from your president? They do. And and it's all over. They say things like uh, they actually say he's a good role model uh, or they'll say, well, despite what he says, what he's saying, I, I like what he's doing. I like what he's doing for the economy. I like what he's doing about illegal immigration. I like what he's doing about... Um, you know, LGBTQ, for example. Um, so they say, screw what he's saying. I like what he's doing. I know. It's, I don't know. I have a hard time getting there myself. And then I think. Maybe I have a problem. Do I have a problem? Maybe I'm the problem. No, you're not the problem. So here, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing that's also the, the bigger thing that I was talking about, the shadow in each of us. That yeah. We're not willing to contend which, with, with which is is that people do not want to confront the racist in them. They don't want to confront the part that is racist. They want to believe in the narrative that they're innocent. You know what? Okay, I see where you're going with this, and I think I get it now. And I I can draw from my own experience. So um, (laughs) for those who haven't figured it out by now, I am a white woman in America. (laughs) Um, <laughs> and I'm an Asian American. Right. Okay. So Christina and I have grown up different experiences, even though we've grown up in the same country. We've mm-hmm. had different realities because of who we are on the outside. And um, the younger version of me, I'm, I'm talking maybe 15-ish years ago, in my mind, I had stupidly believed 
that racism was no more, that it was just a few fringe rednecks out there that were still racist. You know, that's where I was at on that. And so anytime someone would, and I hate to use this phrase, pull the race card, I would roll my eyes like, oh, come on. Why are we still talking about that? You know, racism's over. We've moved on. But I was speaking purely out of ignorance because I had not personally experienced it. Well, of course I didn't experience it. I'm a white woman. How could I know? I didn't grow up as a person of of color. And so those words that came out of my mouth, and I'll just take the opportunity right now to apologize for that. I apologize for my ignorance. And I would say that the biggest um, and best thing that's happened to me is um, having close friends of color that have shared their experiences with me because that's opened my mind up to a new reality. But in order for that to happen, I had to be willing to sit and listen to what they were saying and consider that and not just fight back with my own with my own cognitive dissonance because it is uncomfortable at first to hear that the thing that I believed isn't actually true. It's not just that what you believed isn't true, but somehow you have this feeling of culpability. Yes, it makes you feel responsible in some way. And in a way, I would say that I was by being ignorant of their experience. And somehow that if you acknowledge it, then you're going to lose something. I think that something will be lost. It it's it's your pride. Right. You're admitting that you're wrong. Yes. So this 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 issue of dealing with the racist inside mm-hmm. um and not wanting to confront that. Right. Not wanting to confront the fact that maybe you were brought up racist, that you were brought up hearing But I things. wasn't brought up racist. Not you, but right. I mean people. Right. You know, I was brought up racist. <laughs> well, here's it. Right. So this is a part of what? it. When I say this, I don't mean just white people. <laughs> I mean everyone. This is the shadow yes. that I'm talking about. No, I about. know what you mean. Because, I mean, any... Yeah, I mean, because it exists in other cultures and other countries besides our own. Besides, We're and, not the only yeah, place in the world that's yes. dealing with this. You, you know? don't think there are Hispanics? There are Hispanics who are uh, who are who are racist. They oh, that totally. There's Hispanics, Hispanics that like. Well, there's countries in South America that don't like other countries in South. You know, it's or Hispanics who are here, Hispanic Americans who don't want the new people crossing the border and saying, I'm better than you, okay, you're just, you know, like an FOB, fresh off the boat or fresh across the border. You know, I'm better than you. I want you to stay over there because I'm happy here. This is don't mess with my pie. Hmm. So that is happening. And, And it's not something that minorities want to talk about. If you've been subjugated, you are more likely to subjugate others. Because you, especially if you don't you deal. You saw my, my expression where I was like, huh? Yeah, Leslie's giving me the quizzical <laughs> look. Like, what? I'm feeling lost here. I don't want to say the wrong thing. What do you mean that minorities are well, racist? Well, because I am white, I do, yes. I do have to be more careful with my words. <laughs> She's like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> and, and the reason that they're doing this is that there's internalized racism. There is internalized issues of racism uh, against ourselves. So there's self-hate happening. And so if you – and this is something that minorities don't want to talk about is the self-hate. Um, but you, if we don't deal – Is something that you've experienced? Yes, absolutely. And it's something that I think minorities don't want to talk about because somehow it means that we've, we're really being oppressed. But if you don't deal with your own subjugation, this, this self-hatred, you're just going you, – what you're doing is you're really believing everything that's being said about you. You know what it makes me wonder – it makes me wonder if maybe that's where, um, you know, and I think there are some really wonderful groups that are, you know, that have been formed by people of color for people of color. Um, this kind of idea of pride, even um, getting moving away from race for a second, you know, sexuality, like gay pride. Um, you know, one thing that you hear is, well, gosh, you know, why do they have to have a pride parade? Why, if we had a straight pride parade, people would be up in arms. But the difference is, is that Straight people, you've never been ostracized for being straight because that's the that, norm. They don't get it. See, they don't this is get where it. you see. Same thing with like, yeah. you know, groups that are maybe just for African Americans. They feel 
pride in who they are, pride in their and their color and their heritage as they should be. And so you'll have some white people say, well, you know, gosh, if we had like a white pride thing, people would be upset. Well, hell yeah, they'd be upset. You have never been demoralized and, you know, as, as a large group, yes, there have been white slaves in the past, but never as an entire race in the same aspect as, you know, Asians and African-Americans have been. And you have to look at how long, how how long ago is this, right? Yes. So, you know, if you have Western culture that has been dominate, that has been dominant for, mm-hmm. you know, several hundred years, yeah. um, then there is going to be this, this, uh, this entire kind of feeling that is, you don't have to say a word in order for someone who is not as privileged to feel Mm -hmm. that everything about them, not everything, but there are many things about them that is not quite right. Right. That doesn't measure up. Right. So I think the idea of these pride groups, maybe that is to kind of build up and to try to remove the, any, any sort of uh, shame, I would think more so with, you know, People that are, you know, other other sexualities. It's trying to normalize. It's, it's to normalize. Yeah, can we yes. normalize? And can so we if we it? if we bring that back to, you know, what is what does this have to do with, you know, with with Trump, and what does this have to do with this this, um, you know, when we talk about um, the shadow, the mm-hmm. shadow that is in each of us, is Trump a a, a mirror? Is he holding up a mirror? Is he stirring up what is uh, this this part of our uncon- unconscious that is the the part that we don't want to talk about in each of us? And I think it is. I think that for us to, we have to talk about um, the 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 sense of inadequacy, uh, the sense of uh, the kind of def- the deficiency mm-hmm. um, that we feel, and that deficiency. Um, in in each of us for a white person who doesn't want to look at the fact that they have uh, some racist ideas, um, who doesn't want to confront the fact that uh, white people are more privileged mm-hmm. uh, and and they just don't want to feel that burden. I think I, okay? I would say, um, you know, as far, I think a lot of white people feel that way. And I think a lot of them don't understand that maybe some of the feelings that they have maybe are racist, even though they're not. Like, I'll... I actually, I don't personally know any white people in my friend or family spheres that are racist, that could be construed as racist in any way. They're, they're good people. They are friends, some family, or even married to people of, of color. Um, however, there may be things that I will hear from them, you know, maybe something about, you know, you know illegal immigrants coming in. Or um, maybe being leery of the uh, the black person in the parking lot, and like all automatically, there's some sort of suspicion there. Um, they don't see that as racist, but but it actually is um, on some level. I don't think it's a conscious level, but I think that that is where a lot of the discomfort comes from because the pushback is. Well, I'm not racist. Right. I'm not racist. I'm, I'm not just racist. being practical. Right. And and they'll they'll do the same with the president. He's not racist. Mm-hmm. He's but, just he's just he's just speaking the truth. He's just speaking the truth. Right. But my argument at the end of the day is when you are a person in leadership, someone who others are looking up to for guidance, um, I think that you should be held to a better standard. Um, same thing in, in, let's say a school, you know, a teacher, if a teacher starts talking like her middle school or high school students using the same vernacular, same words, that wouldn't really be acceptable. No, it no, wouldn't. Because she's in a, a position of respect. And I would say the same thing for any authority, especially the president. Um, I, I do agree. And, and we've done an episode about, you know, political correctness. And we've kind of hashed that out before. So if any listeners haven't heard that, you know, go through and listen to it. I think it was a really interesting discussion. Um, And I do believe that so many of us are tired of having to be so politically correct all the time. However, that doesn't mean just letting anything and everything fly out of your mouth. You have to realize that the words we speak come from 
our hearts within. And those words turn into actions. So our words do, in a sense, they can define us and they do have consequences. They, right. Well, so let's go back and look at what these supporters, our friends, yes. right? People we know. Yeah, these are people we know. Okay, people are we saying, interact with. Right? They're not calling him out on that. They're saying, mm-hmm. you know, they're saying he's, I, I, I support him. Uh, I think that he is just like the the four uh, freshman uh, congresswomen. Um, we don't think he's saying anything that we don't support. So what's happening there? What's happening there? So the cognitive dissonance, right? Yeah. So, you know, that dissonance has, again, I think that we have this shadow within ourselves and we don't we don't want to face it. So tell what do you think is happening? Because I think it makes them because think about it, if the person you voted for, the person that you've voted, you voted for, you've rallied for, you've supported this whole time. If you hear him come out and say something that goes directly against your own beliefs and ideals, that's going to cause you some discomfort. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You've got to you've got to come up with a reason that justifies what he said. Yeah. So it's all about justifying yeah. the words. At least that's how I see it. I'm sure those same <laughs> people that were kind of talking about will disagree with me. That's fine. But that's just how I see it. Yeah. I, I Not only is it that, right, that they are being defensive yeah. because they don't want to think that they voted for for someone who, I was going to say monster, but Because no. think of the reality. That, that What would it mean to them for others to be right? And if he came out and it was confirmed... He is a racist. What if what if that happened? How would they feel? Imagine that. Imagine a leader that you looked up to. It's I mean, we've all been there. We've heard of I scandals don't... in the news, you know, people that we've liked and like Bill Cosby. Let's use him. Everybody loved Bill Cosby. You know what? I don't think they looked up to Trump. I don't think they looked up to Trump. I, I think, think that they people do. Have you seen some of these comments? I think this people? is what happened. Have you seen the Trumpy bear? I think that they thought he was a joke, and then when he no. became, and then when he became the candidate, when he actually became the candidate, they threw all their backing to him because some did. If but he's some actually be a really liked him. Candidate, some, but some that I know, I don't very think well. all these people <laughs> like looked up to him. But I do think that they think. They I do looked think up that. him as, as a business person. Every the thing I've heard is, oh, he's such a good businessman. We need someone who thinks like him. Um, I have even heard some people say, and I quote, "He's a genius." But I think there have been other business people. All of our presidents, right, have been many of them have yeah. been business people. The difference with Trump. Can we go back to Trumpy Bear for a second? Because I think you just totally. Like just, I have. Have I you have. seen I've you've seen, seen the Trumpy Bear? I have. I've seen okay. the Trumpy Bear. You don't buy a teddy bear of someone's likeness without really liking that person. I mean, come on. It's a joke. It's a whole no. There's a woman that I know. She received a Trumpy Bear as a gift. And she was so excited and proud about it. She put up this whole Facebook post and just thanking her family about it. And she has it on display in her home. Good for her. Okay. But I think the vast majority of people are (laughs) not. Don't have Trumpy Bear? I don't think that they (laughs) like him because they admire him. I think that they like him because he is saying things that are deep within them. Yeah. Yeah. He's saying he's telling it like it is. He That's the is saying things he's because like he's is. stirred the fear. This ties yeah. back to the whole issue he's of facts. They've always with felt Cambridge inside. Analytica. Yes. Yeah, so, so for example, let's just read some of these things um, that uh, that have been said. So. These are Trump quotes? These are, no. Do you want to do the Trump quotes first? I do. And then let's talk about what right. our friends are saying in response. Say they don't know what we're talking about. All right, so go ahead. Yeah. Here, I want you to pull up some okay. of what he has said. All right. Because the people who um, don't want to uh, think that he had anything, that he had any impact on the El Paso shooter, um, I want to point out that he used the word invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, 
over two dozen times. And uh, I think once uh, it, was, it was mentioned that he said it seven times in one minute in a speech <laughs> in the Florida panhandle. Here, you look up that one. Yeah, um, I have that one, actually. Oh, you do? Yes. Okay. So the things that he said, so the, just the word invasion and how many times he tweeted it. So uh, two dozen times over the past year. Um, one in particular um, that he said, uh, um, he said, this is an invasion about the waves of asylum seekers arriving at the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, so when he said it seven times within one minute and then asked the audience, what do we do about this so-called invasion? Someone in the audience shouted, shoot them. Trump smiled and made a joke about it. Yeah, he said they only allow that in the panhandle. Right. Which they don't. <laughs> I mean, that's so irresponsible. Yeah. All right. So that's inflammatory, incendiary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What he said. Well, the... <laughs> Him saying this is an invasion, if he said it one time, two times, mm, you know. But it's been a part of his rallies. It's one it's of the his way he cries. says it. It's yeah. the way that he says it. You, make, you can make yellow sound mm-hmm. incendiary if you say it through, you know, clenched right. teeth and, uh, yeah. and you make it sound very scary. Well, and it d- dismisses the fact, and yes, I use the word fact, that many of the people that are trying to get across the border are seeking asylum. Right. It's yeah. not all. Now, I, I will not deny the fact that there are people that are coming in mm-hmm. that are doing it for purposes like uh, sex trafficking or drugs. Yes, that happens for sure. And that is why we do need good good borders. I'm not saying we need open borders and just let people. I don't believe in, in open borders. No, but to and say that they're all don't. gangs and that they're all criminals yes. and that they're all bringing drugs here, yes. there's no evidence to support no. that. And not only that, the family separations. Okay, let's say some of those children were being brought in by traffic traffickers. Does that justify basically putting them in camps where there's hardly any food, no medical care? Um, there's even been reports of people that have had to drink water out of a toilet mm-hmm. because they were not being given water. Um, is is that what we want to be known for as a country? And the thing is, is they're they're children. They are not at fault here. It was adults that brought them here. Um, is that how we're going to treat them? I agree with you. It's a yeah. terrible problem. It's it's horrific. Yeah, what's going on? And of course. There's a quote that I always go back to when people um, vehemently, did I say that right? Yes, vehemently. Vehemently. (laughs) When people vehemently um, support Trump, I always go back to this quote. All right, starting now. You know I'm automatically attracted to beautiful. I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the pussy. You can do anything. Yeah. Yes, he did say that before he was president in 2005 during a recorded interview with Access Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, however, again, do words matter? Do words not reveal the type of person that we are? Do we sometimes say things we don't mean? Yes. Do we sometimes say things um, that are awful, maybe out of anger or emotion? Yes, We've, we're all guilty of that. Me, you, everyone is. However, this was on a recorded interview. This wasn't like a haphazard comment said in the throes of some sort of passion. To me, this reveals the type of human being that he is. And why would anyone, especially people who hold um, certain religious beliefs, how could they throw their support behind a man that speaks about doing those sorts of things to women? I... I, I can't reconcile it. So do you have an answer? No, I don't. Other than the only excuse I heard was, well, we didn't want Hillary. That's probably, yeah. I think that was a lot yeah. of people. And, and to be honest. You know why? Because he was the Republican candidate. I didn't really want either one of them either, which is why I didn't vote for either one of them. I He's, voted for a third party candidate. But He, it, it, he you was know? the Republican candidate, and that's why. Now, why did, they, why, did they, why did they vote for him, though, for the Republican ticket? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Well, and that's when you get into all this <laughs> Russian collusion and 
all that right. kind of conspiracy all of that. stuff. All of that, yes. You know, who knows? I, but I don't think it's conspiracy, but that's for another show. Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole one mm-hmm. on, in fact, we should do one right. on, on Cambridge Analytica and talk about that. And the Russian um, bots. Yes, and yeah. the Russian bots. So, um, all right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about what some of our. Do you have some other quotes of his? I mean, there are too many to count. There's so many. Um, here's a quote. It says, "Women, you have to treat them like shit." That was a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's. I haven't heard that one. Oh, you haven't? Serious? Oh, that was good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, let's let's go to uh, because I don't think. I don't think his supporters really care what he says anymore. No. I, I don't no. think they care anymore. What I want to do is figure out How could you why they... Why? Okay, so that's the thing. Okay, why is it? So when my friend, when someone I know said... They would care um, if it were Hillary, had she won. Trust me, they would be picking apart every single thing that she said or did. Right. So see, there's something here, right? There's something here. Mm -hmm. So it's like my friend um, said, uh, you know, when I when I when I posted about the El Paso shooter and there was and the article was saying that did the president uh, uh, did the vitriol, did the things, you know, uh, him calling it an invasion over and over and over Mm -hmm. again and sounding the alarm and getting people worked up. And does that have an impact? Right. So anyway, so this article was about the El Paso shooter and was he in fact uh, um, influenced by the president's Mm -hmm. speech um, because so much of it reflected what Trump said. Um, And, and a friend commented saying that, uh, and he said, you know, this is much bigger. It's it's not just Trump. You know, we if we really want to talk about this, uh, we should not blame one person for it. All right. Well, now, yeah. now, I agree with him. So this issue of it's bigger than that. It is bigger than that. So yeah. what is it? Right. So what is that um, disconnection? So let's look at what some people have said. Um one person is saying, so one person says in this thread, can you say his behavior is unifying, appropriate? So that's one person saying uh, in a particular thread. And the person responded, he's getting the job done, proud to be an American and doesn't apologize for our country. Guess he's also sick and tired of being politically correct. Hmm. Okay. And another person hopped on, I believe he's setting a great example, actually. God bless America. Oh, wow. Right? God bless mm. America. Like An example. So when people say that, you know, it makes me feel like those who disagree don't want to bless America then, right? Right. So You're the, unpatriotic. Right. You must be unpatriotic. I have been, yes. I've yes. seen that. If you- I think that is if such- If you criticize the president, you are then accused of being unpatriotic. It's yes. very nationalist. And I posted something about the difference between a patriot and a nationalist. Yes. Do you remember Actually, that post? Actually, to me, nothing says freedom more yes. than having the freedom to be able to speak out against things that you disagree with that are coming from our government. That's right. But it's not, it's not like that anymore. It's not being put that way anymore. No, and so, it's not. Yeah, in fact. You're either all in or you're completely out. Yes, I agree. So what I said uh, in one uh, particular post is, a patriot has a love of country that spurs them to speak to the wrongs they see, sometimes against a majority. A nationalist, however, is blindly loyal and holds a hollow sense of superiority that has fear as at its roots. Mm-hmm. So that's what I said about um, this article I posted In the article, I quoted it, it says, that sacred document upon which this country was founded guarantees Americans' rights to free speech, including criticism of the government. It respects the rights of immigrants and citizens alike and doesn't meet their expressions of dissent with suggestions of exile, which is what's happening, right? And so some of this, so continuing with the thread, all my ruffling of papers here, um, I thought you were about to say ruffling of feathers. Uh, feathers we might be too. doing that Rustling too. of papers. We're ruffling some feathers. Yes. Um, okay, so then someone else continued in this thread. It would be nice if Mexico and Central America could fix their country's problems. Seriously, the United States cannot house the world. Did you know, I looked this up, that in uh, 2017, the number of illegal immigrants um, fell in this country. Hmm. Yeah, by half a percentage point. So how many illegal immigrants do you think are in this country, at least according to the census report, the last census report? Oh, man. I didn't I've know. seen that number before, and I don't remember what it was. Take a wild guess. Like a couple million. 
Uh, no, more than that. More, more than that. Okay. Yeah. So what percentage do you think it is of the Ooh, U.S. It's population? It's probably a small percentage, Yeah, though. it's a small percentage. Wouldn't it be like... I'm just... This is a yeah. total guess. Yes, total less, guess. Less than 5%. Yes, less than 5%. Okay. So it's four, it was 4% in like 2007, 2008. In 2017, it was 3.5%. Okay, so this was just one comment. There's another one I'm going to find after this, but uh, this is just... So... I had posted an article that was talking about the connection between Trump's words on immigration, such as invasion, and the shooter's manifesto. And of course, in my mind, I start hearing uh, Pee Wee Herman singing, la, 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 connect the dots, la, 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 la. Did you ever watch that show? I did, but I don't remember that. <laughs> he drove me nuts. Connect the dots. No, yeah. no. So in my mind, I'm like, hello, connect the dots. But, um, you know, one of the comments that I got was basically a flat out denial. She says, he is not fanning any racist flames. The Dems, or Democrats, are leading people by the nose with this white nationalism stuff. I'm assuming that I'm assuming that she's implying that it, it it's a hoax, exist. just like Tucker right. Carlson said. She says, why? Because they don't have anything else. So sad to me. That sounds very Trump like Trump is socially liberal and he himself condones white nationalism. Well, if he condones. Oh, he himself condones. I think she meant to say <laughs> condemns. Oh, yeah, she did. She came back. She said, oops, I meant to say condemns. Okay. Okay, so if white nationalism is, in fact, a hoax, then why does he have to condemn it if yeah. it doesn't exist? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that this um, is very much how a lot of um, conservatives feel, um, this right here. Trump was elected precisely, and this is someone in a thread, okay? okay? Trump was elected precisely because of the loose canon rhetoric from the left during the eight years prior. He's a gigantic backlash that the left should have thought of while they were enjoying being in the driver's seat. Leftists feel an unearned sense of moral superiority oh, over wow. conservatives because they feel that they are better than conservatives. I think this is a huge thing, right? Don't you? <laughs> Yes. Okay. And she continues, it makes them feel good about themselves to hate conservatives and that hatred is justified because after all, conservatives are bigots. Most liberals cannot hold up their end of the argument because they are just emoting, not thinking about their position. It is the same magical thinking that puts forward that our government can pay for everything for everybody. Wow. Yeah. And this is, I think this captures a lot of how of where the, the, the difference is, that gap. Yeah. There is this lack of respect for each side that goes very deep. And it has to do with one side feeling that they're practical and it has the other side feeling that they're smarter. Yes. Yes. Like we don't get it. We're blinded. So it is a cultural clash. Yeah. It's a cultural clash. There is uh, there is issues of what's mine, what's what what I... Where do I feel threatened? Where do I feel a sense of of needing to 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 hold down and hold on to the things that make sense to me? And yeah. so each side is clashing on what that means. Well, here, and a... and Trump, what he's doing is fanning that. Right, and so, so these things have been there; they've just been there. So, so I mean, to me, this comment, I'm about to read another comment. Yeah. To me, this mm -hmm. highlights cognitive dissonance so perfectly. Um, this is in response. This, this was said in response to um, me saying that Trump's words um, have spawned the shooter to action and also like his misogynist comments he's made in the past. This person says, I frankly care more about actions than words in my leaders and in my friends. I don't need their speech to be just exactly right. My president does not need to be on par with Jesus. Many people seem to need that in their leader, but not me. Ironically, this president cares more for Jesus' teaching than the last one. I don't know where we're getting that. Uh, mm. I've written this before regarding his grabbing comment, meaning the grab him by the pussy comment. She says, powerful men attract women who want them. They want their money, influence, opportunities, etc. He has been accustomed to it in his successful real estate biz, and I'm astonished by it for years, I am sure. Astonished how women will just hand themselves over without knowing a man well or being sure of his character. So it almost sounds like 
she's saying that it's women that are throwing themselves on him, that he didn't actually do anything. Like, they were asking for it, I guess, and that the common <laughs> thought. Um, uh, moving on, uh, she says, uh, what is it for character to matter? By the way, he didn't actually grab her. Remember that. I can agree to disagree on this one, too. Uh, I didn't see solid proof that he actually grabbed anyone. And then she goes in to saying that she did see solid evidence of poor character in Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, which had nothing to do with, like, let's stay on topic here. We're talking about Trump. So basically she's kind of saying, well, we don't really have any proof that that actually happened. And besides, I care more about actions than the things that he says. So in other words, it's it's kind of almost like, yeah, those things were kind of bad, but here's how I'm making sense of it. If that's not cognitive dissonance, then I don't know what is. Yeah, I think it would be better if they would just acknowledge that the things that he's saying, and there are some people who are acknowledging that some of what he's saying is not okay. Right. Um, but they're saying that more of what he is, that that somehow the meat of what he's saying is good. That he is saying, I'm tired of being PC. Mm -hmm. I love America and you people don't. <laughs> That's what, and somehow the America that he's talking about are these people, that I, they are yeah. the only ones who love America. And so you liberals who don't love America, you should leave. Right. And that's what they hear is being said. It kind of goes back to his phrase, make America great again. Right. I yes. always, my question in response to that, to the MAGA phrase is, Make America great again. Okay, so which America are we talking about? Which point in history are we looking back to to say that that was better than today? Mm -hmm. um, are we talking about pre-civil rights movement? Because I wouldn't say that that was a better America whenever you had, you know, huge chunks of the population it's that nothing didn't have he has nothing rights. to back that up there's nothing there it's, I, it's all what I smoke know, and mirrors but I, I, exactly he did it in order to get that. elected that's yeah. the problem i so the things that he is saying in order to get people riled up how much of it is in truth and that's yeah. why i keep going back to the issues of facts facts and fear and emotion just think about it if you heard that ilhan omar uh, if you heard things that she did, like marry her brother, uh, that she uh, supports or praise Al-Qaeda, mm -hmm. uh, and if you heard those things and you say, uh, yeah, yeah, she said those things, did you go check it out? <laughs> did you go check it out? If you heard that the other congresswoman, Tlaib, I don't know if I'm saying her name right, that somehow she uh, said that the Holocaust gives her a warm feeling, did you go check that out? Did you check and make sure that that is what she said? So if you're hearing these things, so I've I've heard I've read people saying, well, these people are spewing hate. Well, yeah. are they really? They support and if, if law. they're if they are criticizing something, a, a policy, is it any more egregious than another congressperson criticizing a, a U.S. policy? Check it out. Check it out. None of those things that I just mentioned, specific things, they're not true. The, what I would appeal to people is don't be manipulated. Yeah. Don't be manipulated. So first we need to, right? I think, confront ourselves. Confront ourselves. We need to confront ourselves. Yes. And then we need to, I would say, develop a habit of skepticism. Yeah, even about your own beliefs. Yes. Like if you think you're not racist— Maybe you are a little racist. Pay attention maybe to how you act or react yeah. uh, to different go, people Whoa. groups. I, I guess, yeah, right. I have a bias here that probably isn't healthy for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know it took me making a really good Muslim friend for me to confront the uh, biases I had? So, yes. And so I think that we, we, we can't shy away. I think this is a really, you know, I call it a, a wave. Mm -hmm. And so the wave is coming up and we're, we're right there where it hasn't crested yet. And so what's going to happen? I do think that, um, you know, we're back at a time where at one of those times where there's a reckoning, you know, where mm -hmm. we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and see who we are. Yeah, I, I agree. So we should say a couple words about what was that? About my phone dropping. Oh yes, <laughs> we should talk about that. <laughs> about the fact that we haven't been on in a while. Yes. I don't like to put that up front. I want people to like 
turn on the yeah. podcast get or, into the meat of the and conversation. just get into the conversation and then at the end you know that you yeah. know we kind if you of don't pitch care you can just turn it off but hey if you care stick around if you care yeah stick around <laughs> but we've missed you guys and we took a break because of some health issues in my family that has resolved and Yay. crossed my fingers and so but you know when you take a break it's hard then it's hard to like get back into mm-hmm. it you know family the kids and lots of excuses yeah. but um so and every now and then i do see that we've had a few new likes and followers on some of our social media I know. so if that's, that's exciting. you uh thank you and we do hope to have some uh, more, more co- likes more content coming and we actually have a whole s- other season that's we do recorded. Yeah. that i need to put out yeah yeah i need to get get going on that so but hey, because guys, we value self-care yes yeah. We're going to, that, that came first, that right? That came first, yes. Right. I agree. So um, send us a message on Facebook if you want. Um, send a message on our web, uh, on our. Um, uh, what do we even have? <laughs> oh my gosh, on a website. Yeah. What is our uh, uh, Gritty, Gritty Girls, Girls Podcast. Yeah, it's Gritty Girls Podcast.com. Yeah, yeah, go there. Um, yeah. So <laughs> thanks. If you're listening, we love you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. I know. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review, subscribe, and tell others to join our Gritty Conversations. We are a new show, and your reviews are huge in helping others find us. If you are interested in being a part of the show, we will try to list the upcoming topics on our website. So go check it out and see if there's one that really resonates with you at grittygirlspodcast.com. We will set up a call in line where you leave your thoughts that we will try to include in those future episodes. We're also on Instagram, where you can watch our journey unfold, at Goody Girls Podcast. We have only one rule, enter the conversation with an open mind. Thank you for listening. Until next time, listen to understand, seek out growth, and keep the heart and mind open.